0: Here we go! Here we go! Raider Nation. Raider Nation. Welcome to the Silver and Black Hack Podcast. Raider. Your home for the most real Raiders takes, predictive stats, and advanced analytics. We bleed silver and black. Here are your hosts, Raider Heart and Raspy Raider. <laughs>
1: what is good raider nation welcome back to the silver and black hack podcast i am your host as always raider Hart, and you're listening to the broncos raiders pre preview show the raiders have to go on the road again to mile high stadium or whatever they're calling it these days a very familiar venue for the raiders to play in But the question becomes, what do the Raiders have to play for at this point? Are they going to show up and play for, well, pride and poise as the, you know, one of the famous uh, slogans for the team? Are they going to live up to that in this game? What do you expect from Derek Carr after the, or what do we expect from Derek Carr after the emotional press conference after the the last loss, is that gonna galvanize the guys or is that sort of like the beginning of the end? Is there any coming back from that, so to speak? We're also gonna go over the injury report. And of course, we're gonna give you our scores and predictions. Speaking of the injury report, there's uh, one interesting bit of news there that you're not gonna wanna miss. And of course, we're gonna give you our scores and predictions, like I said, at the end of it. So you wanna stay tuned for all of that. Um, but before we, we do anything, I want to remind you guys, you can always find us on social media. I say this every time, but this is where a lot of the engagement is at guys. This is where a lot of the fun is at, whether it's during the game, after the game on, you know, spaces, that kind of thing. There's a lot of Raider discussion, you know, during the week at any given time. So you can find us on Twitter at silver underscore hack. You can find us on Facebook as well. And uh, you can find our our show, the Silver and Black Hack podcast, on all the major platforms, guys. So virtually anywhere that you're currently getting your podcast, you can find us there as well. So spread the word, like, share, and subscribe. Help us continue to grow. And make sure, of course, to keep your notifications turned on so you don't miss any of the action. And I'm back here with my co-host, of course, Raspy Raider. Who's finding these games, you know, the losing increasingly difficult with every week. I think we all we, we all are. It, it's hard to take. But Raspy, do, does this game what do you what do you this is a rivalry game, you know, I mean, AFC West. This used to be a real special matchup. Do you still feel the magic when it's the Broncos and Raiders or have the Chiefs just kind of stomped all over all these other division rivalries? Maybe it's just me. But how, where do you how do you feel?
0: What's up, man? Because I live in Colorado. So, you know, there's still going to be that trash talking. And, and there is still a bit of a, a semblance of that. But, I mean, let's be honest, man. This team hasn't even beat us in Las Vegas. Hard alluded to that, you know, earlier this year, which is kind of crazy to think. But uh, but it's the truth. And we've kind of, if there's any team that we've been on the better side of winning of, it's it's this team. You because know, it's not it's not necessarily the Chargers, even though we've had some success against them. It sure as hell ain't the Chiefs. We all know that. But uh no, it's not like it was. And not especially when you're going into this week with a two and seven Raiders team versus a three and six donkeys who let's just be honest, man, they these guys are terrible. So so no, it doesn't have the the lure or any of the luster. I think the Chiefs have pretty much snuffed that out, you know, for the last, what, six, seven years, maybe more. I mean, we haven't really been a part of that in a minute. So it's tough, man. It is super tough, Nation. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know where we're going right now. But it's nowhere good this year. (laughs) We're just, we're hanging on, man.
1: Yeah, and, and getting back to these rivalries, man, I, I really do I I do blame the Chiefs for this. It's not just that, you know, the, the Raiders have been up and down. Unfortunately, this is one of those down swings this year. And and the Broncos have been down. I mean, they you know, since their world championship in what 2014, 2015, they've not even sniffed the playoffs and had, you know, some real struggles in this division, you know, not being able to beat us since Rasp we just mentioned since we moved to uh, to Vegas and they were having struggles even the last couple of seasons beating us in, in the back in the big O. So but I do it's like it's the Chiefs and everybody else. That even the the Broncos they would probably say the same thing about even the Chargers rivalry. I know I feel the same way about the Chargers too. It's just everybody seems like we're all sort of chasing the Chiefs and it seems like that because it's exactly what we're what we're all doing. And as we take a closer look at this particular game, Raiders at Broncos in Denver we'll start with the injury report and, you know, besides all the guys on, on IR that, that we know about, you know, especially the, the bigger names, Waller and Renfro, you know, highlighting that group. And, you know, the, there's some other names that we're not really sure, you know, where, what their status is going to be. And and one of the key guys in that category, Raspi is Nate Hobbs is nearing his uh, return, his, his eligibility and, Coach Josh McDaniels even said that he's working hard and it's getting closer and closer to a day-to-day situation with him. I don't know that he's going to be necessarily activated and, and on the field for this game, but it, but Raspi, it sounds like that's not something that's totally off the table here. So what are your thoughts thoughts about Nate Hobbs rapidly healing and his potential to maybe be able to get out there on the field in this game? And if not, he should be close.
0: Well, if I'm not – how long has he been out, man? I mean, IR is – it's automatic four weeks, correct? Right. So – I think he got hurt. Didn't he get
1: hurt against Houston?
0: Is that what it was? Has it already been four weeks?
1: Let's see. After Houston, it was – was it Kansas City – who else do we play? Jacksonville, New Orleans, and Indy.
0: Yeah, I guess if, so. if that's, that's right, crazy. that's crazy. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, how it is. I mean that that's something that's that's set in stone. That's four weeks you cannot play. So, the fact that they're even talking about that, damn! I guess that just snuck up on me. I guess it's tough when you're losing. And, <laughs> but uh, I'll tell you right now, if Nate Hobbs can go and he's ready to go, then. He needs to be out there because we need him to just solidify himself more than anything, man. Nate Hobbs, let's be honest, folks, wasn't playing the greatest in the week or two before he went on IR and got injured. So we got to figure out who's going to be on this ship next year. And I want Nate Hobbs to be there. So if he's ready to go and ready to play, then I would, I would love for him to be in there. If he's not, don't rush it because there's no point you know but I don't know that's tough man just because obviously you want to see your guys out there playing if they're if they're available but I don't know man i'm kind of torn on this one
1: i mean if what was it a, a forearm or was it a thumb or i can't remember exactly it was, what it, it was, was yeah it was it was in his
0: hand or forearm i mean it was something that I thought could have been wrapped up but i guess doesn't even matter now so
1: Yeah, to me, if it's healed, it's either healed or not, right? I mean, if it still needs some healing, then he has no business, whether it's beyond the IR window or not. He probably doesn't have any business coming back. But if it's healed, unless it's a conditioning thing or something like that, I see no reason why he wouldn't be out there. I mean, Rocky Sin has been very good for the Raiders, honestly, this year. When you look at some of the advanced metrics, he makes a few top 10 lists. When you look at those metrics – uh, Webb had a very good debut as a starter, or I don't know if he was officially a starter a week ago, but got a lot of playing time. I believe he was one of Raspi's captains uh, from the last game. But, you know, obviously we're, we're missing our number one guy. We need all the coverage potential <laughs> that we can get out there, obviously, with the uh, anemic defensive coverage uh, that we've been seeing so far this season. So we'll see as it pertains to Nate Hobbs that's some exciting news just to, it'd be just good to see him out there again the raiders defense doesn't have too many players outside of max crosby that's must watch you know entertainment wise week to week and i think hobbs is one of those other guys so it'll be really in in raspy's right he needs to get some reps in this system if nothing else I fully expect Nate Hobbs to be one of those guys that is back on this roster, even if they do keep Patrick Graham. He's one of your keepers. Needs all the reps he can get in this system. It's been a notoriously complex and and, uh, convoluted system for these guys to get down. So, you know, the more the merrier there. But Raspy, as we transition into the actual game on the field, the players that we're pretty sure will be playing and involved in this football game on both sides. You know, we'll start right off the top. You know, my number one key, and then I'll pass it to you to hear what your key is. Your first key is, Raspy, but if you just indulge me here on this one, you know, one of the keys that we look back on this matchup, the success that the Raiders have had against the Broncos in recent years, Raspy, wouldn't you agree that probably the top ingredient in that formula has been to run the football on the Broncos, I mean, go back as far as even 2016 when we swept them that year. I know we haven't swept them every year since then, but, you know, going back that year, we had Richard and uh, Washington just ran all over those guys. And we've done that a few of these recent matchups with Josh Jacobs, including the one earlier this season. But then, in, you know, running the football has been a huge part of the Raiders' identity. Probably the only thing that we've done well, you know, this season that's correlated directly to winning but there's been a sort of a blueprint out there that the Saints put out there, Raspy. You know, we've been talking about it. Defenses have been sort of cheating towards those, the wide rushing lanes, taking, taking away the, the cutback lanes that Jacobs likes to, to utilize. The Raiders have to be able to run the rock in this game, Raspy. What, what are your thoughts there? They have to found, don't they have to find a counter to this crash the wide side? Like, shouldn't Josh McDaniels have figured out, a? do they need to run more misdirection, or what do they need to do? Or, or do you even agree with me that the run game is going to be one of those key ingredients?
0: Well, it's going to happen. I mean, of course they're going to do it, man. It's been, you know, outside of a three-game stint, and since the three games after that, it's been you, you're you right on point with where their keys are on, on hitting us in the run game. So, One thing I know, I know he loves the cutback. I I get that. Maybe run a little more power game. You know, this offensive line has got got some girth up front, man. They can push. They can get some separation, man. I feel like maybe add a little bit to just power football to this, man. Don't make everything be so, I don't know, predictable, I guess. I mean, and I, some misdirection would be nice to mix in there too. I mean, you you better hope that you can run the ball a little bit and run something off of play action because this defense you're playing this weekend is is no joke, man. They're one of the better defenses in the league, are the top scoring defense in the league. So it, it, the Bronx, the I, I'm not going to call them it, the Donkeys losing has had nothing to do with their defense, man. Their defense has done everything in their power to keep them in every single game that they play, so yeah, I mean of course they're going to crash. They're going to crash on you and make you earn it and that's kind of going back to what Hart said a week or two ago. If you got teams that are going to stack up and try to run you out of that and just shove it down your throat, man, you have to make them pay early and if you don't well, then this is this is the kind of game you're going to get into. So, D.C., you're going to have to figure something out, man. <laughs> I, I I do not understand how these coaches don't, like you said, have a counterpunch or an idea of what to do if this is what a team does, man. There has to be adjustments week to week, play by play. I mean, it, it gets – absolutely redundant and remedial as we speak about it i don't know man we're 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 trying to give you a blueprint here on how to do it guys and you know if you don't listen and you want to continue to run the same exact thing every single week well don't expect any different results
1: yeah i hear you man because this defense you know we're going to get into exactly how good for my money they're probably the best defense in football this year. We're going to get into some of those advanced metrics as to why I feel that way about the the donkeys defense. But their their run defense is if there is a vulnerability and there really isn't, but if there is, it would be the run defense. They're twelfth in rush EPA against eleventh in rush success rate. And keep in mind, guys, you know we were. The fact that we beat them and ran the ball on them so effectively earlier this season, you know that that's what that's probably the main focal point in their meetings this week. They 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 do not want the Bronco or the raiders to be able to run on them again, the way. So you know that the broncos or the donkeys are that's probably the, the one of the main focal points in those defensive meetings is to slow that down. Uh, what's another one of your your keys, Raspi?
0: We got to realize it's not coming from D wall <laughs> or Renfro this week. So one of my other cases, these, these other guys stepping up, man, secondary pieces, whether that be King Cole stepping up, man, I would love to see a little bit of Turner in this offensive approach. I don't care if he's set up in the backfield, you put him in the slot. I think this guy has a lot of potential And playmaking abilities, so what better time to put him in there, you know, than when you're super thin in that group. So I would love to see a little bit of Turner so he could uh, go out there and turn up a little bit on this donkey defense I think this guy could give you a lot of a lot of production out of the backfield catching the ball even putting him in the slot position at times and, and moving him across the field it, he's shown that he doesn't care what you want him to do he'll do it he's one of those guys that you can tell is bought in and he's just lighting in a bottle so if there's any time to do it it's, it's now I mean where else are, we've got to reach somewhere correct i mean Devonte is still going to be out there but you know pastor tan ain't no joke and he's gonna he's gonna cause him some issues it's not gonna be simple and i don't want it i don't want it to be some throw at Devonte all day against pastor tan stuff you know I, I don't want him throwing at junior all day long i want us to be able to figure out some other way so that's with again being able to establish some running of the football. And just, like I said, another key is just to let some of these other youngsters get their chance to to go feast a little bit. And any other week, people might think you're crazy for doing that. But this week, somebody's got to step up. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody's crazy that, you know, that knows football. Adams didn't exactly, you know, have his way with in the in the matchup earlier this season. He actually gave him a little bit of trouble in the few reps that they were matched up. I expect him to be matched up, especially with no Waller, no Renfro, uh, both on IR. I expect Sertan to almost probably shadow Devontae. This is one of my keys as well, Raspi. That's a real concern. That's a real concern because our top target in the passing game is going to have some serious resistance against him in this one. And, you know, for me, you know, you mentioned some of the other receivers. What about getting the running backs finally involved in this passing game, man? I mean, if if there's going to be a matchup advantage, it may be that. I don't know what the, the disconnect has been. I've been saying that, you know, I thought that that was a focal point of the McDaniels offense. But then when you look at the film, you do see Abdullah, you know, several times in this last game, was open on some of those angle routes out of the backfield. There's a couple key third downs where, you know, Abdullah was open on third and six, I believe it was, at one time very vividly in my mind. He was open and would have easily picked up the first down and carr didn't carr didn't go his way. And I don't know what the disconnect is there. But let's get these running backs involved. Ab- Abdullah, Jacobs, you know, even Bolden if you have it just really doesn't matter. Just get him involved. Foster Moreau, Jesper Horsted. these are guys, you know, without Waller. Maybe you utilize that a little bit more. And, and Raspy, with this offensive line being shaky sometimes, I still don't think it's as bad as other people do, but it, it does have its shaky moments. If there was ever a time for the return of the Josh McDaniels quick game, tell me when, it was a, when would be a better time than this game to, to, to finally focus on that for once
0: you wouldn't find one. Man, could you imagine if you ran like a like a shotgun two back set with Abdullah and Jacobs back there, along with like DJ Turner at the slot, Devontae and Moreau. What a weird package, right? But could you imagine what that package might be able to do? With the shiftiness you have in Turner, with the ability of catching the ball out of the backfield that both you know, Abdullah and Josh could do, send Moreau on a seam and let Devontae push his way down the middle of the field on a crosser or something. I I just don't understand why there's not a little more creativity. I mean, you're talking, we're talking guys that are like secondary players, you know, or even less than, and I'm not even taking anything away from these guys. I mean, this is, this is stuff you should have been doing with Wall and Rendro and all these guys. I don't, I don't get it, but if there's any time to take the top off, man, and just to try some different things and to let your, you know, offensive mind go wild. I agree, man. I go back to 2016 when I saw Carr throwing the ball to these running backs out of the backfield. I mean, between DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard it was like a clinic. Almost every game, watching these guys just run loose and just killing guys underneath because linebackers can't keep up, and a lot of these safeties can't hang tough with these guys. So it's you're creat it's it's the game you're creating mismatches. I thought this was what this guy was like known to do: go out there and create some mismatches, man. Switch things up and try to go ahead and give these guys a dose of something that they haven't seen or don't expect. So I, I like where your head's at for sure.
1: What's so weird about it though is that McDaniel's did scheme it up and it was yeah. there, and and we just Carr just didn't want to go there for whatever reason. The, There's some visible frustration after some of those reps by the other players. I don't know what's going on with Derek Carr, Raspy, but the thing about it with this game is that if they if he's not able to find some sort of a rhythm with the other receivers the other weapons targets whatever you want to call them non receivers and you could definitely you mention Mac Collins and in and, uh, and those guys as well you know very important because the it's going to be tough sledding here the broncos defense again i think this probably this donkeys defense is probably the best in the league as as much as it sickens me to my stomach to have to admit that because outside of their rush defense, which is slightly above average boy, their pass defense, second in EPA per play nation, second in success rate against third in drop back EPA raspy second in drop back success rate. I mean, they don't rank less than third in any of the important advanced pass defense metrics that I look for. And I could go on, uh, you know, they're, they're, They have other statistics that paint the same picture, but it becomes redundant. Raspy, isn't this one where, you know, wouldn't it be really important for the Raiders to come out and start quickly and get it? And when I say start quickly, I need to be very specific about that. They need to score a first quarter touchdown because there's a lot of ways you can start fast, especially when you are talking about the Raiders that – involves everything under the sun except for scoring points and that kind of thing we've seen that raspy far too much for our liking in recent years especially this season if you go down to punch the football in the end zone say on your first possession or maybe your second possession that not only does that get the juices flowing because it's like this team is only apparently this team is only good for two quarters a game and it seems like the the recipe, the recipe is better when they do that in the first half and at least build a lead versus getting down and having to come back. Because my thing is, if they're able to start fast, if this is one of the start fast games, if you get up 17 to three or something of that nature right around halftime against the Broncos, they don't have the type of offense. They're, they have zero confidence on, on that side of the ball, Rasp. So, you know that if, if they fall down 14 to 3, 14 nothing, 17 to 3, the confidence, the boos are going to start coming down from above the crowd, the Donkey Faithful over there. And the confidence, there's not a lot of confidence with Dangerous in that passing attack right now. And to fall behind the Raiders, two, two, you know, two, two and a half scores, when I mean a half, I mean, you know, two touchdowns and a field goal, something like that. That can't be good news for the for the Broncos in this situation, can it?
0: No, I mean it's it's tough man because I I know that these this donkey D is is tough man. I still am gonna sit by this. They ain't played anybody, man. They ain't played anybody. So I don't think they're as good as they maybe portrayed on you know on paper right now. I mean they've they've be, They've they've not even beat, they played the Jets. Uh, Their Jets offense is horrible. Jags, Jags offense is horrible. Texans. Texans offense is horrible. First week they played the Seahawks. Seahawks barely beat them by a point. Seahawks were just trying to get that thing going. Chargers were in a freaking downward spiral, still beat them. The Colts, one of the worst offensive teams in the league, beat, you know, uh, Titans. Titans weren't scoring much, ended up in a battle. The Raiders... Are the only team I think that has scored more than twenty, whatever it was. We scored. What did we beat them by? We beat them. We scored thirty. It was thirty-two to twenty-three. I don't think this Broncos D has really seen the bulk of what's going on. They've got the Chiefs to play twice. They've got to play some other guys. Okay, they beat the Niners with Trey Lance. That's the other team. I was wondering. I don't. I'm not as. I'm not as scared as these guys as some might be. I don't know, I not like it matters at this point, but I just, I don't think it matters. I really don't think it matters. Their defense I don't think is as good as, as everybody thinks they are and I think they will be exposed.
1: I mean, they may not be as good as what their ratings say, but I do think that they're plenty good enough to shut down this Raiders offense if they play the, the way that we've been playing. I mean, just about any defense, and they do have talent still on that side of the ball. Um, they have played Justin Herbert. I, I agree that Trey Lance and some of these other guys are not exactly a test that, you know, at all. But Herbert was
0: it, kind of in a spiral, and he still found a way to beat the Dawgs. And he, would, he, he was not playing good at all at that point. I mean, he's not, playing, he's not playing that great overall, but his last couple games, he's starting to show that he's ascending a little bit. But they caught him, like, in the middle of a tailspin. And they still lost. So, I don't know. I just – I hear all these Denver fans talk about how good their defense is. I'm like, you haven't played anybody, man. You haven't played anybody. Wait till the Chiefs play them twice. You know, <laughs> wait till they have to actually go and deal with a real deal offense, man. They just they have did to slow
1: down. They did slow down the Chiefs last year with this personnel, though. You yeah, know, it's not, it's, but
0: I know, but that doesn't mean anything to me this year because I haven't seen it yet. Now, if they I do – then I'll say that, and I'll I'll take it. But man, I'm telling you right now, of every team that this Denver D has played, we beat them up the most. We 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 won thirty two to twenty three. Should have could have we could have kicked a field goal at the end just to you know punch him in the mouth, or we could have continued that drive and went and scored you know thirty nine on them. So. I don't know. I I just got a weird feeling about this game, man.
1: Well, we'll get to that later, but yeah, I I don't even, I don't take anything away from what we did offensively against them the first time that we we don't even we're a shell of what we were since then.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, And and like you said, they're going to take away that run or at least not going to give it up the way they were. So you, you better have mm -hmm. an answer. And that comes down to coaching. So I agree with you there.
1: Yeah, and as far as Herbert, yeah, he's not playing his best football this year, but if you if you try to defend him and you're not defending well, he'll smoke you. So it he's capable of, on any given day of of doing that, but you know, the other thing for me here is and this is this may be the most important thing cuz this seems like it's the thing that's really been the underlying issue all season long. We've had a lot of individual things we could point to, injuries, not really fitting you know, learning the the systems, the offensive and defensive playbooks as quickly as we want, you know, turmoil, that kind of thing, but it's like that's kind of all of it for me. The, my next key raspy is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And I, what I mean by that is all of this dysfunction, all of the finger pointing, all of these bizarre, press conferences from Mark Davis where he stands up there and lies to each and every one of us in Raider Nation that, you know, blowing smoke up our rear ends, talking about he's pleased, he couldn't be happier with the job that McDaniels and these guys are doing. Whether it's Derek Carr talking about, you know, there's some mystery people in in the building that aren't buying in. Devontae Adams said something very similar. Whole lot of bad vibes coming out of Las Vegas right now in that locker. I mean guys, you gotta leave it behind and I'll say it one more time. Whatever has been going on in Vegas, you need to you need to leave it in Vegas when they go out to the mile high, Raspy.
0: Agreed. Agreed, man. I mean I wish we could have left this stuff behind six weeks ago, but apparently we're gonna keep trudging along, dragging it with us like it's a you know anvil that we cannot Cut loose. I don't know, man. It's rough these days. But I'm with you. Leave that nonsense there, man. It's time to figure out moving on and moving forward what the hell we're going to do with this franchise and what we're going to do with this team. Are we ever going to be competitive and show that we can be that front runner for once? You just and have to, man. A lot of work to do.
1: And some of this may play into the not playing for four quarters thing. If some of this is, you know, ill preparation and practice, not paying attention in meetings or whatever the, whatever it is, you know, some of that could very well be, it probably is a reason why you, you just can't string four quarters. They have not played a four-quarter game outside of maybe the Bronco game all season long, baffles the mind, you know, this, the, this team has played nine games and they can't string four quarters together
0: Well, and even in that game, we fell asleep in the third quarter and did absolutely nothing. So we got hot late, you know. So same with the Texans. Get hot late, you know, and find a way. So
1: We were trailing going into the fourth quarter against Gooseneck and the Texans at home, man. Trailing going into the fourth. And then turned it on. So it's like. Yeah, you, we can't. This is a this is a ball club here at the Raiders. We cannot overlook anyone. I don't care who you're playing. That's part of the thing. I guess that should be another one of my keys. Is they've got well. Can it? Can we really say it anymore, Raspi? Can we really say that the Raiders can't play down to their competition because we are no. the damn competition now. Yeah. So
0: and we and we do it yeah, like you said. Every week is the same, whether we're playing up or we're playing down. But it, it's we're stuck in that limbo and that medium to where even if we're playing up. We Find a way to lose, we're playing down, you know, with the opportunity to win. We find a way to lose, so it's it doesn't really seem to matter. Like oh, you said it, I don't know, it was four or five weeks ago. It feels like we play the same game every week, and I hate to keep bringing up old stuff, but it, it does. It seems like it doesn't even matter. We can't. The closest thing we did to run away with a game was against the Texans, man, and that was because of turnover from our defense on a score. So it wasn't like our offense was just, you know, going all out and just smothering you in the fourth quarter. No, there there was other things that allowed that game to be stretched to that extent. So, no, we don't walk away from anybody. We can seem to hang with everybody, but can't walk away from anybody. I, I don't get it. It's what we do, man.
1: I don't get it either. It really is. It's like the same game has been on repeat for nine yeah. straight games. And it location doesn't matter. Time of day that they kick off doesn't matter. The weather doesn't matter. The opponent doesn't matter. Oh. Nothing seems to matter.
0: And that's why you're 0-6 in these one possession games, man. You're 0-6. We were 7-2 and 2 last year. We are 0-6. I mean, we've only we've only got seven losses, man. Find a way to win these freaking close games, even a handful of them, dude. And you got a above, above five hundred record. I just but need the can't.
1: Raiders. I just need the Raiders organization to finally get this lesson that you can't. All those, and I, you know, listen. I, I was, I got caught up in it too, guys. So I'm not trying to act like I'm above anybody else with this. We got to learn the lessons here. Winning a bunch of close games doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. It means what? It means you won a bunch of close games that year. Beyond that, like I keep seeing people, even just today, I saw a bunch of people tweeting out, well, how can we keep McDaniels? You know, look what he did to a player. This was a playoff team last year. Yeah, we were a playoff team last year that couldn't beat um, Taylor Heineke at home.
0: Yeah, and a seven and two record in those one possession games. So if the ball bounces, you know, a couple different directions, man, you're three and you know, or you're three and eight, three and nine in those games. I mean, it's it's you cannot bank on that. You have to put teams away.
1: You can't build on we beat, you know, we're gonna be good this year because you know, Raspy Raider went out and coached this team and they won twelve games by one point. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's luck, guys. That's what, the, I hate to say it, but that's luck. And in the same scenarios a year later, people were acting like this same team won all those games when everything was... Yeah, it, that's the way it works, guys. Name a team that you can ever remember in any sport that made a living winning rings or doing deep playoff runs where they're just beating teams by a field goal week after week after... Bad teams, Good doesn't matter. It doesn't work that way, and the Raiders don't seem to understand that. We, even as the fans get caught up in it, but Raspi, when you look at this defense, man, I mean, you know, it's easy to look at the Broncos, 14 points per game, you know, terrible, the worst red zone efficiency, all these different things. But does that even matter against this Raiders defense, Raspy? Because we've allowed every single team so far to score above their average. So you just have to assume, including Russell Wilson and the Broncos already this year. At home, we did that. So you have to assume that they're at home in Denver, they're going to probably score more than, than the 14 points per game there as well. What does this defense have to do to buck that trend, man? Is it too much to ask to hold this pathetic Broncos, Donkeys, whatever offense with dangerous Wilson under 20, point, 20 or less? Is that too much to ask?
0: Well, just defense it might be, man. I mean, their highest offensive output was against us. The only time they've scored, I think they've scored two touchdowns in two games. Uh, more than, you know, more than one touchdown is what I'm saying. So only scored, and not more than two, I've only scored two touchdowns in two games this season, and we were one of them. And they followed it up with some field goals and some other opportunities too. So is it too much to ask? It shouldn't be with a team that's averaging 14, you know, and a half points a game. But for every Lowley statistic they have, last in red zone, On offense, we're last in red zone on defense or maybe second. I mean, every statistical category, we are matching them on defense. So it's just like battle of just, you know, it's the trash bag challenge, man. Who's going to be the one that's holding the bag at the end? Is it going to be them? Is it going to be us? But it's, it's not a good look. But one thing I do see in this matchup is the fact that I know our, you know, sack totals and pass rush statistics are trash too, but these guys are literally at like the second or third position on like two or three different levels of their offensive line. If there was ever a game for Mad Max and maybe Chandler Jones to finally figure out that he actually is a defensive end in this NFL, this would be the game. Because you're, you're going up against a skeleton crew. So if you go get dogged out by the skeleton crew, then you better take a hard, hard look in the mirror, boys, because it's not gonna get any easier from this point forward. This is the worst of the worst. If you not if you cannot shine and do something defensively against this offense, good luck to you the rest of the year, because it's just it's just gonna get worse. These guys are garbage, dude. I mean, this <laughs> listening to some of these guys in Denver right now, I mean, this is is Bad as it gets. They're calling for fire sales. Sell everybody, send everybody, fire the GM, fire the coach. Same kind of thing. We're hearing on our end. Same thing going on over here. So this is after they went and you know got Russell Wilson and gave up what two first rounders and a multiple other picks. (laughs) These guys are in bad shape. And you know what's crazy? Because if you listen to Denver Radio, which you know, during the Raider week, I'll, I'll tune in a little bit just because I want to hear what they have to say. They literally say that we're worse off than they are. So that's telling you something. They went and spent. We're not. We're, we're not. There's no way we are. Are you kidding me? We you can just get went, off of our just, quarterback. Yeah, they you can't. You just went and drafted. You just went and sent. How many draft picks, your next two first rounds and multiple others for this guy? And then you didn't even wait and you signed him to a $250 million contract. And, yeah, so we're not. But that's what these guys are saying, though, is that that they're laughing at us, man.
1: Well, the rest of the league is laughing at the Broncos harder than they're laughing at us. So they can laugh all they want. And I agree with you about we need to beat there's an opportunity with the with the Broncos O line. You know, if if the Raiders defensive line minus Max Crosby, we we have a lot of faith in him, obviously. But if the rest of these guys can't find their way through and 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 uh you know find a way to eat against this third rate, third string Broncos offensive line, it's gonna be a yeah, it's gonna be really
0: murderers row, murderer's row from here on out, if you can't figure out a way to beat these guys.
1: Well, it's been Mur- Murderer's Row, and it will continue to be. And but there's, you don't have to just leave it up to just your front four, man. I've been watching a lot on the Donkeys, and Russell Wilson has struggled mightily, and their offensive line has struggled mightily against the Blitz, Raspy. I mean,
0: if you dial they it, up, can't, they can't cover anything, man. It's they, pathetic. They
1: can't block it. They can't. They're hot. Uh, they hot routes, hot reads. Just don't seem to be in sync. And it's just like if you blitz them, it just seems like Russell Wilson's a deer in headlights at this point. Doesn't know where to go with the football. I know the Raiders' blitz has been very, very lackluster. They don't do it enough. And when they do do it, it gets shredded. You know, it's just – I don't even know what to say about this this defense. But they have to blitz, don't they? I mean, isn't this the week that they just don't seem to have an answer for the blitz? I'm, I'm talking about the donkeys.
0: Absolutely. And I think guys like Amik Robertson are good ones to send. Send a speedy guy off the edge I can go get to the quarterback. Jonathan Abrams not out there anymore as a complete and utter liability. I know Deron Harmon had a really rough game last week, but I, I feel like he'll shake that off. He's a veteran. He'll stay poised. He'll do his thing. We're asking guys like Trayvon Merrick to be better in coverage. We'll see. He's another guy that I figure if nothing else yeah. – help his confidence by sending him on a safety blitz every now and again. I don't care. What point? What what do you have to lose? I mean, at what point are you going to just say, hey, man, we're unleashing the dogs and we're just going to send them at you? You cannot handle the blitz. You've got second and third string guys across your whole offensive line. We're coming at you, man. These guys are literally on their, like, third or fourth center. These had Billings, you know, any of – Bilal, you guys need to feast, man. If you guys can't go feast on a team who looks like they are so out of sorts that it's worse than what we're dealing with, come on, man. you got an opportunity to at least or nothing else go win a game just for the simple fact to say that, hey, man, we're men, and we're going to fight. We're not going to go away, and we're not just going to freaking curl up and ball up. Come on, man. Let's go get it.
1: Yeah, I agree, bro. You know what? Thinking about it, I think I may understand what the the donkey media may be saying as far as why they think that they're in a better spot. And I think I get they don't they they don't think Josh McDaniels is very good. And I think that it may be that they think that okay, at the very least, we can fire Hackett at the end of the year. And Mark Davis has already said that you're bringing this guy back. That may be it. That's the only thing I can think of that. But they
0: also, at the same time, on the flip-flop of that is you can't fire Wilson. If he continues next year, if you fire everybody, you go get a different coach, and you realize what Pete Carroll seemed to have realized last year, that Russell Wilson just ain't very good, you're going to be bringing other regimes in here in order to deal with the same exact nonsense, which, Hart, you called it. You called Russell Wilson to fall fall flat on his face, and I thought you were tripping. I really did. I'm not even going to front, man. I wasn't on the same page with him with that. I was worried about what Denver was going to do. Hart kept alluding to the fact that, hey, man, Pete Carroll is not some dumb man. These guys decided to move on, and you don't trade a guy who you think can be your future for the next 10 years, and he's elite if you truly feel like he is. And you know what? They look like they just did the biggest fleece job ever on Denver. And they're literally going to have a winning record right now with a chance to go make, you know, make some waves and maybe make a playoff push and still have a top five to seven pick because of the trade they made with Denver. So... Artie, you were you were right on? You were right on point with that one, man. I'll give you that. I gotta give you that. I gotta give that to you on air too, because that was impressive. Because I I didn't see it that way, and you were right. He looks confused. Maybe that's Hackett, but you would think a guy, you know with a guy with that kind of you know veteran, you know status and you know all the numbers and everything that he would be able to at least overcome you know some piss poor coaching, and it looks like. Maybe they just got fleeced. So I think I still think they're in a worse. We don't have. We didn't give. You know, we gave Carr some money. Don't get me wrong, but we didn't give him the money and guarantee the money you gave Wilson. You gave this dude a fifty-plus million-dollar signing bonus, man. So he's already fleeced you for fifty mil and has done absolutely nothing for you.
1: And they're still on the hook for over two hundred mil in the future. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I said it then, man. It just. Uh, for me, it just never made sense from the Seahawks' point of view unless unless Pete Carroll was an undercover agent for the Donkeys and they were just going to help them win. Why would you – even let alone 10 years in the future, if you think your franchise Super Bowl-caliber quarterback has five years, has three years, you still don't do it because there's still no answer after that. Right. And oh, – I'm not saying that Hackett is a good coach. He's not, but the bottom line is Hackett didn't have anything to do with the fact that Russell Wilson can't see over the middle of the field. Pete Carroll had nothing to do with the fact that this guy can't read anything over the middle of the field, you know, and as far as Russell Wilson goes, I think it bears asking here, you know, by the way, when they get a new coaching staff, they're just then Then it's really going to hit, Raspy. When the Broncos clean this coaching staff out, they bring in a whole new coaching staff and he still sucks, that's when the panic is really, truly Because it's yeah. easy to attack it right now. When you find out it's not Hackett and it's the guy that you're stuck to for another four or five years, that's when that's going to set in.
0: I can't wait. I hope that's exactly what transpires.
1: Can't wait, man. I, I'm pretty sure it will, but... Also with 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 Russell, the one thing that the only matchup with him that has me worried at all. This is one of the last points I have. Is this new tight end that they have? Uh, what's his name? Greg Dulcich.
0: Yep, he he was on the IR early. They were super excited about seeing him come back, and uh, and he has, and he came back. And the first few games he had, he was flat-out dominant. Last week, Tennessee found a way to kind of erase him. The Raiders better take some notes because I could see your concern. Our middle of the field is absolute garbage, and if you can't find a way to cover this guy, he's going to murder you.
1: I worry about it. I worry about um, – you, you, you mentioned Merrig. I don't know if they're going to – that's what they tried to do against Kelsey. He didn't exactly fare well. In that matchup now, Dulcich is not Travis Kelsey. I'm not trying to say that. But it just worries me. And our linebackers, we already know, they couldn't cover you. You know, they couldn't cover Raspi They couldn't cover me or any one of you guys listening out there in the middle of the field. We would all feast against this defense. So it is a concern. If they are going to beat us in the passing game, I'm, I feel like it's going to be with a lot of it, it's going to be Dulcich up the middle and that kind of thing. Raspi, just real quick, we don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but I'll just ask you here before we give our predictions, our official scores and predictions for this one. If Dangerous Wilson, Dangerous, if he lets, you know, if he lets himself get going, if they, you know, what you say, let's ride and all that. If they get going and Russell puts up 25, 28 points or something against this defense, and obviously if that happens, we'd be more likely that we lose. You think is there any way that Patrick Graham loses his job if, if they the defense just is a no-show yet again it gives another? Because the thing is our defense has been bad. We have you said the Broncos haven't played a lot of great offenses. Neither have we outside of the Chiefs and these second-rate quarterbacks. You know, our defense is giving up 108, I believe, quarterback rating, and Mahomes' all-time NFL record career quarterback rating is 107 in change. Do you see, is there any chance that Patrick Graham could get fired if the defense sleepwalks through another one?
0: We talked about it. You asked me this question last week if I thought he should be fired, and I said yes. And if you let this Denver Donkeys team go score 25-plus, first off, you're losing the game. Second off, if you do, he better be on the block the, that night, if not the next morning. Because it is set up, man. This Denver offense is historically bad. They're not just like a lousy offense. They're historically bad. So, I mean, I, I've listened to countless things are saying this is the worst offense they've had in their franchise history, man. With Russell Wilson. So if you go let him get comfortable all of a sudden in week 11, then that's on you, and you better be gone. Because flat out, like Hart just said, he ain't played much of anything anyways, and you're letting everybody be basically Patrick Mahomes every weekend against you, no matter who you play. So... And I, I don't know how it could get any worse, but I'm afraid to say things like that because as soon as I do, it seems like it gets worse. So, but uh, but yeah, if it continues to get worse and you let Russ get to cook in or whatever they say, then uh, yeah, you should your 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 name should be on the board. You're gone. They're saying right now in Denver that if we if they lose this game against us that their coach should be canned I've after the game. After the game, So if they're saying that their coach can get canned after the game or should be canned after the game, we've already established that, okay, our owner has said our coach is here. You better make a decision, man, because I'm sorry. Higher IQ guys in a system that can't freaking cover anybody and makes everybody look like Patrick Mahomes on a regular – It's a problem, man. You have to figure that out, and you have to make a statement and just tell this guy, didn't work here, man. Good luck to you somewhere else. Pull somebody like Rob Ryan or somebody from, you know, internally to come and help finish out the season. It's not going to look any worse. That I can guarantee you. So if we lose to the donkeys, Patrick Graham better be gone.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. Whether or not that's actually on the table is a different story. But yeah, I don't think there's too many people out there in Raider Nation, including myself, that would that would stand against that if that were to happen. Um, Raspa, who do you got win in this game? You said you had a, a funny feeling about it. What What is that funny feeling? Where'd that lead you?
0: Well. It's just one of those things, man, We're like, right now, I feel like we're on the precipice of possibly having the top, you know, three to five picks, which at this point is not what I wanted. But if that's where we're at, then that's kind of where I want to stay. I don't want to fight and battle out of that to be stuck in limbo again from, you know, picks 11 to 17 or 18. I'm, I'm done with that. If you're going to lose, lose and have an opportunity to go get a game changer, an eraser, like Hart said, an X-Factor, somebody who's going to be able to go ahead and maybe possibly lead us to some sort of ascension in the future. So, But what I do see is I also see this lousy offensive line and the ability because I know one guy on this team no matter what's going on who's not going to stop. that's number 98, and that's Max Crosby. And I could see him going and having three or four sacks. I really do. I could see him doing that. If Chandler Jones can even attempt to hold his water on his end and create any effective pressure whatsoever, our D-line should go off and should make Russell Wilson's life an absolute miserable hell come Sunday. So I also see the fact that I don't see Carr losing the next eight games. I see even as bad as it's been. We win a couple. I see this one that I see this one being one that we win. I feel like it's gonna scratch and claw to do it because I don't feel like we walk away from anybody. And I see us winning this game twenty-five to twenty-three. Interesting. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just I don't know. I just know that we're going to win a couple more games this season. So I just feel like Carr, after everything last week, he is going to be trying to to be as dialed in as, as he could be. And what you know, what more fitting of a way to try to get back in good graces is to be like, oh, he went against one of the best defenses in the league and he beat him. I don't know, I just, I just, it's more of a feeling than it is anything, you know, analytical or statistical. I just, like, I've just got a weird feeling.
1: I don't have that feeling. I, I, I don't have that feeling about this team. I'm not sure that we win another game this year. Wouldn't surprise me if we did obviously win another game or two. It's probably more likely. Would not surprise me at all if we just go snake eyes the rest of the season. I hear your point about car, but for me, I just don't know if it's really about car anymore. This locker room seems like it's quit. These guys seem like they have one eye to their offseason plans, their Cancun vacations, whatever these guys are going to do to get down in the offseason. I see a team that has po- some sort of a poisonous element in the locker room. I see a team that has not won on the road at all this season. And I see a team that's going to be bringing, you know, the walking dead and is going to be putting the walking dead on the field for for all their defensive snaps. Don't see a lot of life in this team. Don't see a lot of pride and poise, you know, especially for, you know, a team where that's part of our, that's one of our slogans. I just don't, I think that they are going to take the run game away. I think that's going to be a focal point of the Donkeys. And I think that no Waller and no Renfro makes it the whole hell of a lot easier for the Broncos defensive staff to focus all their their, their strategy against Devontae Adams. Offense still sputters. I like, unfortunately, I like the Donkeys to get us this time to break the losing streak. That's another thing I'm on my mind too. We're not going to keep, these streaks come to an end at some point. You don't just keep beating your rivals You know, into into infinity. I like the Broncos, the Donkeys, rather, to unfortunately win this one, twenty-two to seventeen, in a very disappointing game. I don't like it, guys. I hate the Broncos are my least favorite team, even more so than the Chiefs. But this is this is the realest Raider takes. This is what I see this time, losing a close one.
0: Hey, man. I mean, I'm not going to sit – I how, I couldn't sit here and argue. How could I with what we have uh, put out there? And Nation, just on another note, man, I found myself listening to the show and realized that I apologized and kept saying I'm sorry for every damn take I had last week. And this will be the last one. I'm sorry for doing that. I will no longer apologize for my takes. I worried so much about, like, you know – it sucks, man, because I, I I want us to win. I, I believe this, man. I love this. So I want us to win. So it's hard to maybe in a sense walk away from this regime because for the 10 years before this, we never saw the playoffs. So you try to just take whatever good and run with it. I will no longer apologize for any of my takes. So... My bad for doing that so damn much and damn near ad nauseum last week. This team has to show me, man. I've put too much in, and I know you have too, Nation. This is a joke. This is not what we signed up for. You know, it's got to get better. Whatever the hell it takes, get it right, get it better, get it fixed, so we can actually have a team worth freaking rooting for, man. So, yeah. Nation, love you guys. Had to say that because I felt like, like I said again I did it ad nauseum. Will not do it again. It is ingrained in my brain. Just shut my mouth. We are the realest Raiders takes and we will not apologize. So let's let's move on, let's move forward, and we'll see what happens. But for this week, no apologies, man. Go get it done. Figure out a way to either lose or win, period, it's, it's become laughable at this point. You're going and playing against a team who is just absolute garbage. You ain't very far ahead of that. You're pretty much at the same realm right now. I mean, somebody's got to win, right? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody's yeah. got to. Somebody's got to win, right? I mean, unless we just, you know, tie. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, it is, and it's. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a long season, guys. But you know, it's a the di- di- division rivalry games. You know, rivalry is a rivalry, so you need to go out there and put your best foot forward. But. Guys, you want to keep it right here with us, you know, for the rest of the season. You know, come here after the, the game, and uh, we're going to be posting our, our post-game recap, as always. We're going to also be dropping this week's edition of Ask Raspy as well. So, guys, there's a lot to look forward to. And then there's the game on Sunday as well, guys. So, Raspy, you got anything else?
0: No, man. Let's move on, nation. We love y'all. We're going to keep it going, man, no matter what. Appreciate it each each and every one of you. Like I always say, man, this is what we do, man. We're going to keep it going no matter what, man. This is our therapy together. Let's just keep pounding, keep moving through this, man. And uh, no matter what, we're going to be here every week. So we'll talk to y'all yeah. soon.
1: Yeah, no doubt, guys. Keep it right here with us uh, through the rest of the regular season and beyond. For my co-host, Raspy Raider, this is Raider Heart. Leaving you for the for now, but uh, we'll be with you. Like I said, for all things Raiders, the the realest Raiders takes advanced stats and an- analytics. You know exactly where to go to get all that. So, guys, we're leaving you for now. But um, maybe this is the week. Maybe this is the week that.
0: The Raiders finally live up to the motto, and they just win, baby.